you're listening to Pull Up the Podcast. On this episode, we're talking college basketball, the NCAA tournaments down to the Elite Eight. Find out which teams are still standing on this episode, which starts right now. We are back. It's your girl, Candy K. Lynn. And your boy, Showtime Show. And it's 6.36, so you know we back for a second episode of... Pull Up! We got our guest in the building, Victor Jones, joining us today as we are talking Elite Eight basketball. We got an NCAA tournament, guys. We talked about it a bit last week, and we are talking about it this week. We talked about our tournament who we wanted to see in the tournament. I think we've been talking about it for two weeks. Now we are at Elite Eight. Games are currently going on. We told you guys that there were, what, nine teams from Texas that started out in the tournament. There are still two teams from Texas hanging on in the tournament. That's Baylor and U of H, which U of H is currently playing. We also have USC in the tournament making a comeback. And, Mr. Shaw, you know what I think about when I think about USC in the tournament? What do you think about Loving basketball. Oh my god. The reemergence of USC <laughs> as a powerhouse. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we so we've got Houston, University of Houston, we've got Baylor, we've got USC, UCLA, so two Cali teams, which we haven't seen um UCLA who has been a powerhouse in the past as well. Um two Cali teams in the same city. In the same city. So that's that's different. Like I said, we got the two Texas teams, two Cali teams, no ACC teams. We've got Michigan that is back with Jawan Howard leading them towards hopefully the tournament win. I've said from the beginning, Michigan is my pick that I want to win. We have the number one seed, Gonzaga, still hanging on. They are. So we still got three one seeds in the tournament. Correct. Mm-hmm. And yeah, did I leave? I left somebody out. Who did I leave out? Was that was that eight? Oregon State. Oregon State. Yeah, Oregon State. They, they are. Right they now. are. Yeah, they're playing Houston right now. Yeah. So, what? Come and on, the Oregon score State right now. Cover. The Oregon State is six fourteen is the current score. Arkansas faces Baylor tonight at eight fifty seven. Six to fourteen. It's six to fourteen with nine forty five left in the Who first. Um, Houston is up fourteen six. Figure that. So. Um, we can. He's talking about covering the spread. What is the spread, Mister Shaw? I I I had to get out of my phone to come back in. And hold on, give me okay. a second. So I know nothing about. I'm just learning about the spreads. Victor, do you gamble? Do you uh, I'm in Florida, so I can't gamble. Okay. Well, do you usually have a bracket? Did you do a bracket this year? I didn't do a bracket this year because I got tired of it. Every year after like the second round, my bracket gets destroyed, and I was pulling for the Florida teams, you know, Florida and Florida State. Uh, you know, Florida got bounced by Old Roberts, and Florida State just got bounced by Michigan. So, mm-hmm. after the Florida teams, I'm kind of with you now, Michigan, because I'm kind of rooting for black the black head coach to go ahead and win, you know what I'm saying? So, Well, uh, I'm definitely rooting for win by nine. Okay, so Houston has to win by nine to cover the spread, right? I need Oregon State not to lose by more than nine. Come on, we keep it. Get in the game, baby. Okay, and so with that, just to so we're talking tournament time. You guys know NIT goes on as well. So NIT Memphis won. So shout out to Anthony Hardaway and his yes. Memphis team on getting a win. Basketball culture is changing when you have 
former professional athletes at the collegiate level. So to see Jawan Howard moving his team forward, um, to see Penny, Anthony Hardaway, uh, Patrick Ewan is at Georgetown. You have uh, Jamal Mashburn, which is down at Vandy. Vandy is in rebuild process. So I love to see we're getting more black faces. And I'm okay with them being performer at performer. Perf professional athletes. Professional athletes. I can't talk. I'm fine with that because they know. Shut up. They know, understand the game, and they also know how to recruit talent. That name. Honestly. Honestly, I'm with you there to a degree, but you know the HBCU side of me says the black school side of me says, look, y'all, y'all athletes, you black, uh, you black athletes need to be going to back to the HBCUs, back to the roots and stuff. Get these college kids to HBCUs because HBCUs get NBA talent in there, so it's like I kind of want to see my HBCUs get some love instead of all the predominantly white schools at these schools. But you know, okay, so here's the only thing. It's the money. We cannot afford, you know, for know. a pit, you know, we just, for somebody who's made, and we know Anthony Hardaway, if you watch his uh, story, he actually took on a team. Y'all, excuse me. My job is calling me. He actually took on a team um, with his friend where he wasn't making that type of money. So with that taking place, I would, you know, there are some that can afford to do it and not need the money. But most people need the money to live off of. And, Agreed. you know, we just, we don't pay. Dion is doing it at Jackson State for fun. It ain't about the money. He's making decent money, but he ain't making big money. And that's, that's the biggest issues with the HBCUs. They just don't have the money to get into the game for those coaches. But if more players, like I see um, Hersey Miller, Master P's son is going to Tennessee State to play mm -hmm. basketball. And then Montel Jordan's son is going to um, Alcorn. That those those are going to be shifts because their daddy's also got money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we need money well, like to the alumni it's, base. It's going to be, it's just, you know, it's not hard, but to get players to want to go to the HBCUs, like black, like Jawan Howard, he gonna get talent there. Like he gonna get kids that want. Oh, I wanna, and he can recruit because you know, for the most part, as the story told, he he recruited most of the Michigan team in the first place. So I feel like for Jawan, like for instance, uh, I would say Jamal Mashburn, but God, Jerry Stackhouse at Vanderbilt, Vandy's just not a. And I program. said Mashburn. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. You don't know me saying. Vandy's just not a program to where you're going to get a lot of kids to run there. You know what I'm saying? But he did, he does have a little talent, but it's hard to get the top of the top. Jawan Howard's going to get the top of the top. But, again, if you could get a black coach to say, you know, a former black athlete to go to an HBCU and say, you know, I, I'm okay, I'll take the little play, you'll get some athletes there, right? You'll get some, some deed. Because the, the, big, the big thing is the transfer. Everything transfer per, portal. In mm -hmm. every sport. That's the big thing. So you can get a kid that, you know, went somewhere, had a great season. And, oh, hey, ooh, oh, yeah, I want to go there. He can probably tell me. Because their main goal is to get to the NBA, right? Right. And they, get, have the, 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 they have the platform to get you there. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that, that that's the biggest thing with everybody, as you're saying, if, if we are recruiting, right? And I think that a lot of these young kids, a lot of them – some of them may not even know about the Fat Five because we've 
we've come to find out these kids are not that interested in history. Right? No. Man, the fab five, man. <laughs> some of them, some of them may know, some of them may not. They, you know, I think sneakers, like with the the Anthony Hardaways, maybe that helps some of them. But I think that even with the HBCU recruitment, it's all about recruiting. It's all about what can you sell that student on when you go get them. You know, mm-hmm. HBCUs are now getting ESPN time because now the conversation has started. Dion's at Jackson State. Everybody wants a piece of the action. You don't know who's going to show up on game day. You yeah. don't know what Dion is going to do. So he has the money and he has the he has the celebrity to do that. And everybody mm-hmm. wants in on that market. And that's why now is the time for HBCU coaches to capitalize on the fact of recruiting your state. I'm always big on that. Just like in Vandy, start recruiting just right there in your in your state in Tennessee. Yeah. Recruit those kids. And honestly, that's what I want to see Family You said coach do because I'm like, I know you see Chad Johnson rocking Family Gear, and I know you see we got to deal with LeBron James on some Family Gear. So you need to be recruiting Florida. You know what I'm saying? You can get some kids from South Florida to come up to Tallahassee because I know well, you get some of them. Cool you know Florida hard though. You know everybody recruits. I know Florida. Everybody, everybody want to come to Florida and. Plug the town out. That's why Miami, Florida State, and Florida all been sucking lately because everybody's coming, coming and plucking the town out of Florida. And that's what happens here, right? So you have you have a few schools in Florida, right? So you have Miami, you have Florida State, you have Florida, the bigs. Think about Texas. Mm -hmm. As I tell people all the time, nobody ever looks at just like right now in the tournament, and the year before Tech was there. There was nine schools in the tournament from the state of Texas. That's just in basketball. We weren't even talking about in football. So you have Texas and Florida and California that gets absolutely drained. And I never Mm -hmm. understood why they go recruit in football from California. But that's another conversation for another day. (laughs) We got to be honest. We got to be honest. Texas, Florida, California are the big football states. Or the sports right. states. Let me say that. Or the sports states. All right. Not to say other states don't play good ball. Not to say any other state, but Texas, Florida, and and California are, are going to have athletes. Right. They're going to have multiple athletes. Up north, they do basketball. Right. The Midwest states, you know, they do a little bit of everything. Like kids from Ohio stay in Ohio. Right. Or they in Ohio or Michigan. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Kids from Indiana not coming down here, you know what I'm saying? So, but then they're smaller schools, right? Up north, they're known for basketball mainly. That's what they do. I don't even know if they yeah, play football in high school. Yeah, what you do, but I will say, Cali, Texas, and Florida kids are a little more explorative. They they like they want to learn more, you know what I'm saying? Because I done seen some kids from Florida going to schools in Oregon and Kentucky, and I'm like, what the hell made you want to go to their schools when you in Florida when it's yeah. warm weather? But, People mm-hmm. offer money, you know, for yeah. kids who want to play. It's all about it's all about the money that's being offered. I just think that when we when we talk that level, it is important to go after your hometown kids. And I say that especially like here in Texas, there's, you know, our high school is what is known as the District of Doom. You know, we talk about football, bass, girls basketball. Football and girls basketball, the state championship went through that particular district. And DeSoto, even in girls sports, when we talk, you have so much talent right at home is what I think a lot of people miss because they're so used to plucking 
that Florida pool, you know, that South mm-hmm. pool, Florida, you know, you go get your bigs down in Alabama and Mississippi. So what happens when you look at home? What happens when you go get mm-hmm. your basketball players out of Florida, those high schools in Florida, as you say, if fam goes and recruits just within a hundred mile radius of the fam, mm-hmm. go get the best kid on all of those teams. Same thing in Texas. Go get the best team kids on. And, and you might not teams. be able to get the best one, but it's some, it's some talent that you miss. I say that all the time. Like mm-hmm. I always felt like PG was missing talent from, from our area. Like, do y'all even recruit? Cause these kids, you know, but then again, as a black school, it's harder. They'll go to SFA and play football before they come to PV and play football. But nobody called them from PV either. You see what I'm saying? We're, we're like, That's when true. we talk these tournaments and we want to see our HBCUs, somebody's got a call. So, no, I'm not looking at Prairie View if SFA called me. But if Prairie View would have called me and offered me some money, then maybe I would have looked. And I think that's the only thing that the coaches do wrong. They've been conditioned to follow the system. You're not, you know, you're you're not Coach K. You're not going to get Coach K talent. You're not Jawan Howard. You're not going to get mm-hmm. Jawan Howard talent. You're not um, your boy, Cal. You, you're not going to get mm-hmm. Calipari talent. You So stay within. And, like, we, you know, even at Prairie View, I always say, like, if you don't went to Hempstead and – you went to Hempstead and Walla and got a kid off of each of those teams. Yeah. They had Just two one. or three that can play. There's you know, always it, two or three kids on the team that can play. That never go to college to play ball because nobody called them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I used to say, like, when we were in college at PV, I used to swear some of them kids came off the C team. I'd be like, some of these boys ain't played football since middle school on the C team. They was that bad. And I, I know some of y'all are listening. And rest in peace, my boy, Big Twan, because Twan made me put football in a box. But when it comes to athletics, some of them, I was just like, you cannot tell me you played high school football or basketball anywhere. And also from what I – now, during my time at Femi, I also heard it was also the coaching as well because I heard some athletes on the basketball team was like, man, these coaches guys run drills around in high school. I'm like, what is up with this coaching? You know what I'm saying? That's why there's always been a revolving cycle with coaches because sometimes some of these coaches can't coach, you know what I'm saying? So, But shout out to the ones we got now. It's like it sucks that – Y'all had to wait till I graduated and then get the good coaches. I'm like, what the hell? But, you know. I mean, but it's also about the process. And I think that's what we're learning with the HBCUs. Even like a University of Michigan, you know, 20 years ago, they wouldn't have thought about hiring a Jawan Howard. That, that Those doors have been closed for a reason. And mm-hmm. as we see people like Jawan Howard open doors, and we see people like like Penny Hardaway open doors at Memphis, we see a different level of, of, yeah. of recovery. Like, we're going to see things um, differently. Kevin Ollie, he won the title at Connecticut. That's what kind of saw open the door when he won the title at UConn. When he had Kim Wall, he won that title at UConn. You know what I'm saying? They say, hey, maybe we might need to hire a black head coach. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like Shaka Smart when he was at VCU, and then he wound up at Texas, and you know now he's out in Texas. We need those. We he got a new job, I think. He yeah, did. he at Marquette now. Marquette and also, now. Um, for the girls' game, you got Don Staley. She winning five hundred games and stuff. Oh, now yeah. that's opening doors for black women. I said, "Come on now," and it's gonna take time. But Don, and but when we talk Don Staley, we talking about like elite of the elite, and they don't want her in that game either because the recruiting looks different. It looks totally different when somebody like you comes to talk to you, and I think that's what the concern is. You can get a better level of talent when you're approaching people with things that matter to them. Don't sell me, you know, because what they want to sell you on with these universities is not usually what kids who look like us are concerned with. But, you, you know, I, I say this for sure. 
as a Kentucky fan, Cal uses he doesn't. I'm not gonna say use, but most of his recruiting is done by his his team, right? The 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 black men on his team do most of the recruit, right? So I, I feel like you know what what I ain't gonna say most white coaches, but what you what uh, what would make sense is get the make the kids feel like they're at home. Make sure they see faces that look like them. You know, it's a whole lot easier then. That's what all them coaches be doing. Like football coaches, basketball coaches, they always have like a black face or two on the team. They send them out there, hey, why don't you come talk to them? You know what I'm saying? So, and also puts the parents at ease as well. For sure. And, and I think it matters. You know, as, as we're watching the tournament, we've seen some young players hit some big shots. We've seen, like I said, the reemergence of powerhouses. U of, U of H at one point in time with the Flop yeah, we've seen them. We've seen that their their kids are coming back. We see young Sasser, who is a Dallas kid, who has a legacy of of being, you know, anybody who grew up in Dallas knows about the Sassers out of Kimball. So, mm-hmm. they're, you know, young Sasser is at U of H. So I like to see some of these names in college basketball that are continuing. I love to see these programs. The only school that I, I, I just can't root for is Baylor. I just, I can't with Baylor. I don't know why anybody sends their kid to Baylor. Is it because of that Town Nine, or is it something deeper? Well, with Baylor, it, it's just always like the rape scandals and allegations. <laughs> like, how many murders and rapes need to take place at the Christian school, like before the kids stop going? So I'm just so, not. Now with I'm the like, Baylor. is that why Baylor was so good all those years? Is what is that what's been going on? Baylor has a yeah. lot of scandal. They've had a lot of, like I said, they've had murder situations. They've had rape situations i just i can't with baylor you know mr shaw has a funny story about baylor mr shaw what did you think about baylor he visited i baylor. went to baylor on the on the visit um it's me and my pops and i knew in the first first 30 seconds it was online it's not for me so they were like all right you guys what we're gonna do we're gonna start you off with a car so we're gonna go this is what you do you put your hand up you go, ah, oh, single. I say, nah, this ain't this ain't for me. This this ain't for me because I'm not. Mm-mm. I didn't feel it. I just, I didn't feel it. Everybody, it was like a participation grade at that point. I, maybe we're not in high school. Um, no. <laughs> and Baylor never wowed me. It wasn't, Baylor wasn't, Baylor, Baylor, Baylor didn't wow me. Let me say that as well. Mm. Like the campus was like old school. It looked like, like, uh. Like, I want to say it looked like the old West, but it had an old West field, and you know it was just too Caucasian for me. And my high school, you know, growing up, it was more Caucasian. I'm using the the right word, but I wasn't trying to. No, I need I need a little more ghetto. I need a little hood. I need a little ratchet. I need a little ratchet in my life. PV was exactly what I needed to my life. I just you know, and wasn't nobody gonna say you went to a, a P. Then uh, I say you went to a predominantly white school. You weren't gonna do me like that. No. I felt that way when I visited UF, you know what I'm saying? I was like, you know what I'm saying? All this, go Gators. I'm like, you know what? I'm not feeling this. And Gainesville is a racist city, and the areas around Gainesville is pretty racist. So I was like, you know what? Give me the black school. And it be like that sometimes. Mr. Shaw, I don't know. You know, we like to do your breaking news. Um, Kellen Grady commits to transfer to Kentucky. 
Yeah. Do you know him? Um, I seen him talking about his name. He scored a lot of points. Scored a lot of points. Six I think foot five shooting guard from Boston. Scored over two thousand points in his career, if I'm not mistaken. In school, correct. Did. I mean, so, hey, yeah. we we need it. We're gonna have some more kids because we need some. We need experience. I think we had a, a we had a grad transfer last year that might come back. Cat, what Cal is realizing is the the one and dones need all the players here who've been there and seen it. All right, they just because the one and dones not the one and dones. They're not the same as they used to be. It they're not ex- outstanding like they think they are. Right, we haven't. Like Zion, now Zion was outstanding like we thought it was. It wasn't going to take him much time, but for a Kentucky standpoint, we got kids, it's going to take you a little time, right? Like everybody who think, I just need one year, it don't be like that. Like well, that's the what programs are changing. I, are we seeing, aren't we seeing that even with the tournament? The programs are changing. The teams with more veteran leadership are the teams that we're seeing deeper in the tournament. That's what we're seeing. That's the only reason it why. because they've been there. They've been there. The team chemistry. Yeah, that's now. probably why um that souped up Duke team that um they had a couple years ago with Zion and RJ and Cam Rush. That's why they only got bounced. They got bounced in the Elite Eight. You know what I'm saying? Because you need mm-hmm. some veteran leadership that's been there. They know how to dance. They know, and especially after last year, I've and I've said this before. I salute to these kids who have made it to the Elite Eight. It has been a weird last year and a half for them. They've learned how to pivot. They've learned how to transition. They've learned how to pick each other up when they're down and to stand up and be veterans on the team. That is the difference. Mm-hmm. I love what Cal does because he gets those kids paid. If you have, you know, and a lot of those kids need the opportunity to go get their money now. If they're hot yeah. and they can go get drafted, he gets them to the NBA. He gets them like paid. If, if the Kevin Grady kid come in and, you know, because again, the one thing you, they, one thing, this, like, Tuggy didn't make it, I'm not tripping. We had time. We lost a lot of games by buzzer beaters. That, that's how close we were. We were on a full team. So, you know, that's, you know, you, you you respect that when you understand the game. But if you get a kid to come in and he can get him 25, you went from being a transfer student to you're going to be a first-round pick. Because if you couldn't get 25 while playing in Kentucky, if you come get you, – you're a first-rounder. They're not going to think about it. You're a first-rounder. Plain and simple. So, well, I'm glad of that. We are talking about black coaches. Oklahoma State has decided they're going to keep their boy. He, they agreed to a seven-year extension. So we are getting more coaches, and that's what we're talking about as we watch the Elite Eight. Oklahoma, um, what was I going to say, Oklahoma? In this game right now, uh, U of H is pulling away from Oregon State in the first half at 31-17. But we also have seen in this tournament, we've seen people come back and those yeah. buzzer beaters to send us to overtime have been big during this tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get out of here, it's Elite Eight time. We're getting down to Final Four next. Mr. Shaw, who is your number one? Who do you have to win it all? I got the I got all the one seeds making it to the Final Four. They have played each other. I said the one seed. You, know, you can't keep out of there. I'm gonna say maybe in Alabama. I think Alabama ain't lost. Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. They out. lost. They UCLA beat them. They, they lost. You right. To UCLA. UCLA. I don't think in UCLA overtime. Gonna beat them. Yeah, you know what? Think of the trend. I mean, right. Johnny Juzang goes to UCLA. He was at Kentucky last year. Transfer portal. Uh, the three one season. Houston. I'm gonna go with Houston. If they win, Houston. 
Houston. Houston is, is a two seed. Houston is covered almost every time. The three one seeds in Houston. All right. That's my final four. Victor, who do you have with it at all? I can agree with his final four. I'm gonna I'm telling Michigan to beat beat um beat Gonzaga break up that undefeated streak. So I'm gonna pick Michigan because Michigan also beat beat the school. I don't I really don't like Florida State, but I usually root for the Florida team. So it's like after they knocked out the Florida team with the Florida State, so I said, okay. If you beat Florida State, then you need to be going to the title because Leonard Hamilton is a really good coach. So mm-hmm. And I got Michigan. I want Jawan Howard to get in one, and I've said that. And hopefully that maybe Chris Webber will, you know, stop being a jack and and hook it up one time with his boys because that would be historic. So, you know. And I'm like, it's been all these years, man. You got to let that hurt go, you know what I'm saying? But you did it. You You did it. You damn sure did it. You you were the problem. hold you accountable for it, too. Jalen is holding you to the task. Jalen has never let up on it. Like you, my friend, like you went pro first. You were the one taking the most money. Like Chris, and I love you. You know, I I want Chris to go ahead and get into the Hall of Fame. I love Chris Webber, but like to see your, and that's support and love, right? To see your, if if Jawan Howard gets to dance and get one, that, that will be for them because they never got there. Yeah, because I remember like a couple years ago when Michigan made it to the Final Four. I think all they had a little five-five reunion, but I don't think Chris Webber. Chris Webber didn't show up. He didn't show up. He's the only one. So maybe he's a maybe he's adulting in 2021. Maybe maybe he got the memo from 2020, the hell spawn year that life is short, and we got to take advantage of opportunities. But guys, this is your girl Candy K. Lynn. Your boy shout some shout. AKA the Fat Mama. And every Monday at 6 o'clock, we pull up and eat gushers while he's on the air. Victor, thank you for joining us. You guys, until next week, we out. We out. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pull Up the Podcast. Take the time and do me a favor. Go ahead and hit follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you missed this episode live, Yes, we do have live video now. You can check us out on Pull Up Then on Facebook, or you can go to YouTube to our YouTube page and watch us at Shawtime Media. Until next week, we out.